Everybody, people of the world, welcome to episode eight of Stage Left, the podcast by musicians for music lovers. Today, you have to help me welcome one of the most beautiful and talented voices in the game and an equally beautiful person inside and out. Sometimes misunderstood, but 100% bona fide. Please make some noise for Obi Frankie. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hobby, how we doing? How we doing? We're, we're good. A little bit like dishevelled today, but we're, we're bringing it in. We're, we're, we're going to hold it together. I'm sure and you so will. It's been well, so long. It has been a minute, huh? It has like, been a minute. I'm grateful for platforms like this that at least we can still see each other on some level. Yeah. That's good. Indeed. How was your goddaughter? My goddaughter, she's okay. She's um she turned 14 yesterday. My goodness. I'm like, what, when, <laughs> how? You know, I actually left her house and I actually had a little tear in my eye thinking, wow. what a lovely lady she's become. Yeah. I'm so blessed that I've been able to be a part of that journey. Fantastic. So, yeah, she's good, chatting away, you know, Aww. doing her 14-year-old things. Mm, I'm <laughs> sure. That I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> well, she is lucky to have you on board for some guidance. But, um, but yeah, today uh, we start every episode, right, with the 60-second mic drop. So what I'm going to need from you, B, is that you are just going to reel off all the names, do all the name dropping you can of all the people that you've worked with, projects you've been on, accolades gained, all that good stuff, and then just drop them off for us one time. You ready? Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's try. All right, coming in. Here we go. Mic drop. Right, I have sung for, done back and vocals for Maverick Sabre, Plan B, um, Raphael Sadiq. I've done, um, I've been support for Anthony Hamilton and Marsha Ambrosius. Fantastic. Um, I've done some session work for Petit Noir, uh, Paloma Fay. Um, I won a local Hounslow Festival award, piano, classical. When I was like 14. Can't wow. forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't forget that. No, grade eight piano. Uh, what else? There's loads of things. I've worked with uh, 1500 or Nothing in LA. Um, and they're headed by two guys called Laurence Dobson and James Fontoro. What else have I done? I've performed in Glastonbury. Come on. Um, I, I'm doing lead for a house collective called The Vision. That's with Defected Records. Mm -hmm. I've sung with uh, Marabou State. We did a US mm -hmm. tour last year. It was amazing. Fantastic. Also done vocals for George Fitzgerald. Wow. And um, many more. I did say she was bona fide, ladies and gents. So there you go. There you go. But before you became all of that, B, let's take a trip down memory lane. Now, do you remember the first time we connected? <laughs> uh, first time we connected, you know what? My ha head is a little bit. <laughs> I think we connected through a job. It was but a job. 
that was the first time we connected. We actually met briefly at an event where you were playing. You were you were at a showcase event and playing. Um, so I heard you sing then. I thought, oh, this girl's bad. But we didn't really meet that time. But then a few months after that, we actually got to be on a job together. And I remember thinking to myself, why is this girl so cold? Because you you have a you have a resting serious face. And it was one of those days, I guess you must have been quite tired. So I came in every break we had, you would just be at the table and you'd sleep like this. And isolated. And I'm like, what's wrong with her type of thing? But, you know, later, obviously, we get to got to know each other more. I realized that I hadn't offended you. Um, you, you know, sometimes you just need a little time to warm up to people. Yeah, I'm just, you know what, I'm a bit of a daydreamer as well. Ever since, <laughs> ever since I came into this world, I've just always been in like another kind of been on another planet sometimes. And it's not that I'm cold or anything. I, I, I I'm not cold. It's just I know you know. Yeah. Like probably thinking about a melody or yeah. you know, something like that. <laughs> I probably was tired because mm. like there's just as you your schedule's really busy as well with like yeah. personal, your yeah. own music, mm. just food shopping, like all yeah. those different it just always it just all seems to sometimes get a little bit overwhelming and then those great times I had I was just like well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's minutes to just like like switch the brain off so yeah. well I'm, no, I'm I'm very glad I've got to know the real you since then I told you already we had this conversation and I said I was like B I remember First time I met you, I was like, I, what? I, I was like, does she dislike me? Did I do something or what? But you know, since then, it's been amazing to actually get to know you much better. And I, I can say 100%, you were not a cold person. I know that. Thank um, you. So it's all good. It's all good. And we've come, as I said, we've come a long way since then. And you have very much grown to become someone who I respect and who I treasure. Um, and I think that's in part because I see how tough you are. I see how hard you work. Um, Maybe give us a little bit of your background and what you've kind of overcome to become so accomplished as a musician today. Um, I mean, everyone goes through mm. ebbs and flows of Good life. Yeah. Um, my mum, she... My mum and dad are really supportive of, of anything that I have a passion for. And I think from a young age, they could see that I was really drawn to music. Yeah. And at the age of four, I started my classical piano lessons. My mum took me. She doesn't really, she loves music, yeah. but she doesn't know anything in terms of like the technical aspects of music. And mm. But she saw something in me and, and how I reacted to music. Yeah. So I started with the piano and I've got two older sisters who, um, influenced me and they used to sing or they mm. sang sing around the house like their Jodeci and all the different yeah. bands that we followed and then I'd listen to that as well and do harmonies and then after I kind of did that for a while then I was like oh maybe I could write a song you know and my uncle also influenced me and I started writing from like the age of 14 and then taught myself the guitar um but I'm not really answering your question. No, you are. I think are. that I'm getting around the the fact that yeah, there's been a lot of times when it, things have got hard. Like you know, my dad passed away when I was really young, mm. and that 
kind of you know like when they say like you're like a piece of clay and things are getting chipped at you but become a beautiful sculpture and yeah that definitely that was a big chip that was put into my piece of clay but it made me more compassionate it made me more driven it made me more like you know didn't want to take a minute for granted yeah so I just applied myself even more after having a period of kind of like what's going on um and you know there's been other losses but those losses are opportunities to gain something from 100% and that's what I've tried to look at them and, yeah. and perceive them and kind of cherish them you know tragedies yeah. are things that happen to everybody in it's whether you see it as small or little it, it, it depends on how they feel towards that tragedy but at the end of the day we've got to keep going and and pick we ourselves must. up we must and, you know it's it's really that's life mm. Mm. no indeed i think you're you're 100 right um and i'm glad that life hasn't eaten you up that it's actually just kind of birthed this awesome person i mean there's been times i've been like <laughs> wait a minute like, what's yeah. going on here yeah. like come on mate mm. but yeah I, i've come i think I'm, I'm doing okay doing all right well you're yeah. here you're you so you become a musician you know you're a great singer you're an instrumentalist what was the plan um when you kind of made that decision that i am a musician and and what and that plan which you had when you started how is it compared to what the plan is today i think when i was uh, younger i didn't i don't think i really had a plan it was just this passion that i had that yeah. i wanted to share with people mm. and as many people as i can um and that was just driving me forward to get more exposure so by doing like the circuits and yeah. playing you know for different things it was just me wanting to share this this thing that I had inside of me that mm. I felt could be relatable to other people mm-hmm. and yeah you know I, I'd love to well I am an artist in my own right and yeah. want to to grow my fan base and that's just always been my thing of just wanting to spread yeah. spread my musical word yeah. um, in some ways yeah and how it's changed now mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, it hasn't changed it's just the way that I approach things is probably different I think I got a little bit like oh I need to do this in order to do that and I need to do yeah. this and and sometimes you kind of lose the essence of why you even did it in the first yeah. place yeah not in a and I you know not in a kind of like a ruthless manner like I've got to go and do this to do this it was just more like I was I think I started to think a bit too strategically and too yeah. like became a bit too conscious of what I was doing and okay. how it was translating instead of just doing and letting it out that's what music is music is a form of expression that is something to be coming from 
an authentic place. Sure. Sure. So when you start clouding it with all these different thoughts, like I wonder if I did that right, and da da da, you kind of cloud the expression that mm. you're meant to be expressing. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So where I'm now, um, I I guess I've come back full circle to being that four year old that just yeah practice. Yeah. And you know, if I can touch one person. Mm -hmm. Great. We're all right. That's if great. I can touch many people. Yeah. We're all right. That's the same. They're the, they're, they're the same difference. Do you yeah. know what I mean? One person yeah. is as valuable yeah. as a million people right yeah. now. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Fantastic. Do you know what? And I feel like it really shows in in your music and the way you kind of carry yourself right now. You seem very comfortable in your skin. Um, and in terms of expression, Obviously, I've been keeping an eye on you during lockdown and you've been putting out a bunch of these videos that is kind of showcasing your creativity, your imagination, you know, with, with these short videos. I was locked up, man. Yeah, man. So, so with all of these things, videos that you put together, how, I mean, like, how do you choose which songs you're going to cover and what, what has been the inspiration behind that drive? Um, again, I think it, it comes back to the thing of, me not thinking too much. Mm. Like when I was in lockdown, I mean, we're still kind of, but you know, when we were like really isolated, yeah. I had a lot of time to just doodle, to just play and just, oh, that sounds like that could be on that. Oh, that yeah, sounds yeah. like, it wasn't like I was like, okay, let me look at this list of like the biggest hits and let me try and like mush them together. It was more yeah. just, it yeah. was an organic thing. Like when I did, passion fruit when I did that on the guitar on yeah. the mashup yeah. I remember one night I was just sitting down right here and I was just playing a little bit and then I was like I wonder if I can make this bass line mm. a guitar line and sing over it and then I just played around with it and then I came up with that cover what and you can you give us a quick rendition yeah. so you have guitar in hand oh mate <laughs> <laughs> Listen, seeing you got ritualistic Cleansing my soul of addiction for now Cause I'm falling apart from miles away Passive with the things you say Passing up on my ways, I can't blame you no. No, no. Ah. Yeah, but it's a good I love one. it. I mean, it's which, just. Which one was, has got the, like, I loved um, your Destiny's Child one. I think it was Independent. Uh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> what has been. I was cooking, actually, and I, I love that Burner Boy tune, and I was cooking. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, oh I wonder yeah. if independent woman goes over that. So I was like cooking mm -hmm. something. And I remember like holding the frying pan. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, actually, I think I can run this. Yeah. And then yeah, that's been one of the has the biggest one of the videos that's that's had the had the biggest reaction. So I'm like, okay. all of my words. But yeah, that's probably one of the. That's great. I, I was going to ask actually, like, which one? has generated the biggest response um, so far so i think the biggest response has definitely been the stevie wonder acapella i think 
as well at the time that I released it and it was at the height of I think you know around Black Lives Matter the protests yeah. and um, it wasn't intentional it was actually my mum who was like oh can you do a rendition of Love's in Need and I was like yeah. okay I'll give it a go yeah. and then um, I did it a cappella, and then yeah it it got it yeah it got loads of views and I was really really chuffed with that and a lot of people shared it and I think it was just and I put it out on Spotify as oh, well it's nice. okay I didn't know that yeah and people have been playing it and been messaging me and saying how it's helped them or it's yeah. been something really nice and soothing for them on like a Sunday morning or yeah. you know what I mean so that's had the highest level of uh wow views. And from, from doing it, have you been able to connect with other people or got any work, anything like that from doing it? As you say, people have been messaging you and, and putting stuff in, so. Yeah, actually, I've got an email actually I need to reply to. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody was interested in me featuring on their website, a blog. I need to um, check the emails so I've, and also from that, what else happened yeah people have been like um sharing it online yeah um so a note to all musicians out there let your voice be heard we're in the social age which is really i think a huge benefit um to a lot of us especially in these times where we don't have our traditional stages you can kind of create your own stage from your living room which is great but you know one of these things that these videos have all has also shown or showcased are your guitar skills. Now I know that that wasn't always a skill of yours because a lot of times when we would be on gigs, I remember you'd always have your guitar with you. And again, during the breaks, you'd just be practicing, trying to get your guitar skills up till one day you were just like, oh yeah, I've got a gig. I'm going to try and actually run it solo with just me and guitar. And I'm just like, what? Like, so, I mean, you were literally self-taught with this thing. So tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a guitarist. Um, okay. Well, what happened was, so I started writing songs with my uncle and he originally is a drummer. All right. And he also can play the guitar. And I don't know anybody that plays like him, but he's got this percussive way of playing things. Mm. And um, I know that's influenced me. But anyway, he went on holiday and I said, you know, when you come back from holiday, he was going away for two weeks. I said, can you teach me some bits on the guitar? Mm. But whilst he was away, I just picked up the guitar and I just started playing stuff. And what did I first play? I don't know, but yeah, I just, I don't know what I'm playing. I just used the dots on the guitar and I played by ear and I made up this song and he came back and um, he was like, just keep doing what you're doing. He's like, <laughs> just, just keep mm-hmm. doing it that way. Fantastic. So, and that's kind of how I've, I've just been writing the songs by ear ever since. Yeah. And um, I guess in some ways I kind of like that. Mm. With my piano, I'm classically trained grade eight. So I know what I'm playing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know what the cadences are, like I know what the notes are, I know the progressions, if that makes sense. Like that was 
something I had been that had been drilled in me from a young age, the fundamentals mm-hmm. of music theory, the classical side. Mm-hmm. So me being able to explore another side of the way I digest music and put it out. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I mean, I will get around to learning it like by notes, I think, yeah. but it's kind of nice to not know what I'm playing as well. Yeah, and great. Hey, you got the feel. So, huh? You got the feel. Yeah, yeah like some people ask me, like, why? Someone said to me, you play beautifully awkward. <laughs> I know there's certain ways that I play things. They're like, why don't you just play it this this shape? But yeah. because I hear it like that, I just go, and then I play it like that. And yeah, so I know that the way I put things together on guitar is slightly different than how I do it on piano. Mm. And sometimes it's weird and Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That's cool. I love it. Now you recently also did. Um, you, did <laughs> you recently did an Insta concert in your pajamas, which to, I just loved because that just oozes you. You know, it's just like no frills, pure vibes. Um, how did you find that experience? And again, what gave you the idea to do that? I have been away from social media. I think I was. Uh, off, not offline, but I just wasn't really posting anything for about a month. Yeah, I was just sorting out some other bits and pieces, and I just thought to come back online. Why I just do a live and yeah. just, you yeah. know, be my PJs Sunday yeah. morning. Yeah. Come chill with me. That's it. Let's just see where it goes. Yeah. And like what I was saying to you, just coming back to, yeah, just doing it because that's what I love doing and. Indeed. And um, yeah, I did that and got really nice response with that. Yeah. And um, no, it was it was lovely. I mean, I, I managed to to tune in after I the fact. Like when I was like stepping like with my <laughs> foot, that like, was shaking the <laughs> the camera. The camera. That, I'm gonna do another one, but yeah, it was it's it was the first one. Like you know. Yeah, I know it was great. It was, it was, as I said, I managed to watch it after the fact. I didn't catch it live, but I did watch it um, afterwards, which is a lot of fun. And I was intrigued that someone who I think is also very fashionable would do a concert in their pajamas. So, but talk to me about your fashion sense. Like, where do you get that from? Because you have, it it seems like it's a very eclectic fashion sense. I've seen you arrive in basketball shorts, in sweats, in um, high top jeans, in bomber jackets. Where do you get your, your fashion sense from? I don't know. Like, <laughs> is it? I, mean, I studied art. I don't. I, you know, I wanted to before I really applied myself with the music. I was really into art and drawing, mm. and I had this idea that I wanted to be. A, I wanted to be a fashion designer at one point, and I used to like sketch loads of different ideas. Like, I think when I was like around nine, I remember really sketching loads of different ideas for clothes. So I've always had a love for art and fashion and a love for vintage clothes. So Mm. a lot of the time when I'm on tour and we go to different places, I'll always Mm. try and stop by a vintage shop and see what I find there. And I find there's always something like different in every shop I find, which then makes the whole outfit quite eclectic because it might be a jumper from somewhere in Edinburgh and then like these jeans that I found in LA and yeah. I just yeah I love mixing things up and just 
yeah so what why can't i wear basketball shorts (laughs) yes they are comfortable so um yeah and i just love like being a bit girly with being a bit tomboyish and just trying some things out i think as long as you're comfortable it will most of the time it's when you're like oh does this work then you kind of yeah tell but once I leave the door, I'm like, okay, it's fine. Right. Just Come with that. the flavor. What's your flavor? Let's see it. It's cool. Now tell me though, B, do you get nervous before doing gigs? Yeah. Definitely. How do you cope with it then? Pardon? How do you cope with your nerves? I go really silent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm trying to think when I I mean the what do I do? Do you know why I asked this question? I, I remember coming to one of your gigs at um, Crips a la carte or something like that. Oh yeah. I remember coming to this gig. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there. And you came out, right? And it was so interesting because you came out with, and you looked nervous and you had your resting serious face on again. And I felt like there was this tension in the room and you played the first song. I think you played the second song and I didn't feel like, everything felt uncomfortable. And then after the second song, you smiled. And when you smiled, it was like sunshine just came into the room and all the tension vanished. And it was a totally different concert from that point on. Um, I wonder like how sensitive are you to your audience uh, when you're playing live? Um, I guess it, I can't really, I think I am a sensitive person. Like I do feel energy. And yeah. I think when you're a musician, you're creative. Yeah. It's something that is on all the time as well, because you're always thinking of ideas and you might hear something like a conversation and then you're like, oh, I can make something out of that. So. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I'm going to try and get to that place where I do. Like, I think that because I'm always not analysing, but always looking at emotions and mm. and digesting them and computing them and trying to f- figure them out as just a human being, but then also having to do that through songwriting, maybe it amplifies the way that I'm sensitive to things. Okay. So, yeah, I think that, especially after you've gigged quite a lot, you kind of feel the room. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, that show, it was more, I think I hadn't done a performance, I hadn't done a performance for a long time. Okay. So, that was weighing on me. Mm. So I kind of start to kind of, I don't know what the word is when you kind of, what's the word? Where you can become insular inside yourself. Yeah, become insular. And I just like start like going down this hole of, okay, you haven't done this for a while, but then I have this other, this other dialogue going, but you can do it, you've done this before and like there's just loads of different dialogues loads of different it's like I'm about to go into like a boxing ring sometimes and then I've got mm. this coach going come on man like <laughs> the other one's like you know 
if it doesn't go well, you know, at least <laughs> oh. was like, no man, like you've got to kill it. So yeah. there's like all different voices. And then just before I go on, I'm like, I try and just shut all the doors. Yeah. So I think at that time I had like shut all the doors, but then I was like, okay, I'm here now. Yeah. So like, yeah, the first song is always like me mm. kind of realizing that I'm there in that present moment mm. and on my own, but yeah. even though I'm with people. Yeah. So what I do is a lot of the time, like even because I remember watching Prince and he didn't start with his song. He started with like a sound check or he started with like this sort of intro. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea because sometimes, you know, things can go wrong technically or mm. you're not quite in the room yet. So I always kind of play like... Just to get me in the vibe, and then I'll start talking like, "How are you doing? You yeah, good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous as hell, but I'm gonna keep on <laughs> to do something for you." And then I'll go, oh, 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 oh. and then I'll just add a little bit, and yeah. and then I'll start the song now. Yeah. I mean, I'm even nervous now because I could hear, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's no. me, it's Ozzy. Exactly, it's just me, it's just but me. Why, why me? Wow. But why? Yeah. <laughs> but why? Oh my gosh. Um, wow. So yeah. Well, well done for, for mastering a way to, to kind of deal with, with those nerves. And as I say, it's the way you, you rock the show lets me know that you've got everything under control still because I love coming to your shows. It's fantastic. Um, so keep it up. But tell me, what's next for Obi Frankie? Like for your original music now, what's, you know, is it more songwriting? Are you, what, what, are you planning to record a, a full length album or what's the deal? I am planning on releasing my own material. It'll okay. probably be next year now, um, acoustic first. All right. I'm working on fuller production at the moment. Um, I'll do some more online shows and I'm doing some songwriting for some projects. Okay. So yeah, I'll keep you posted on what you must do. You must have quick question though. Obi, why is it then if you're grade eight piano, why don't you, why have I not seen you incorporate the piano into your shows yet? You haven't been to one of those shows though, have you? I've not, I've never. I have actually ages ago I did like I played a grade was I don't think it's a grade eight piece actually or is it and then I go into my song so okay. like yeah I will do it I just it's just the guitar's just like he's carry yeah, around yeah. And just, okay like, <laughs> all right no worries so tell everyone though pardon me I said definitely I'll be playing the piano soon I look forward to hearing it. It'll be a nice, a nice a variance to what you do. But tell everyone where they can find you, um, whether it's social media, live, uh, your Spotify stuff, what, what should they be searching for? So you can catch me on Instagram. Yes, sir. At OB underscore Frankie. So that's O-B-I underscore F-R-A-N-K-Y. Mm -hmm. And that's the same for um, TikTok. I just started. Um, the same for uh youtube obi frankie Sweet. and twitter is the same Fantastic. so yeah if you just type in 
Obi Frankie, your Obi family. Frankie. And that tell me there's a link to your father with that name, right? Yeah, there is. So um so I um named the female version of his his Ghanaian name. I'm half Ghanaian. Okay. So his name's Abeng and I'm my full name's Abenoa. Okay. Um, so I just flipped it and used the OB of both of our names yeah. and his name is Frank, his English name is Frank. Yeah. And so just to I mean he's always with me. Yeah. yeah. But in another way I I chose to put him in there even more nice. OB love it love it love it well we've reached a time where we're going to play our first little game ob same time same time i think you're going to kill this so it is very well-known game uh, some call it word association some call it song association i'm just going to give you one word and you have 10 seconds to give me okay. a song with that word in it and you got to right. feel free to play again on guitar as well but yeah i need a song with that word in it all good? Okay. Yeah, come on. All right, here we go. First word. Kiss. Uh, well, you want me to sing it? Any, any song with the word kiss in it? Kiss from my rose. Kiss by rose. Come on, let's sing it. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Very nice. Sweet song. All right, one for one. Word number two, magic. Call it magic. A little bit of Coldplay, you gotta love that. Yeah. All right, word three, you're two for two. We like it, nice and easy so far. Uh, time. Time after time. Okay. And you love and you will find it. Time after time. Sweet, we love it. This is too easy. We're gonna have to get some harder words. All right, word four. Fast. You're the fast car. Love it. Okay, Tracy Chapman, we love that. <laughs> Can you play that on the guitar? No, I can't actually. <laughs> that would be a good cover. That might be your next yeah, Insta video right there. That is. That is. Come on. That is. On. That's right. All right, last one then. Let's see if we can get five for five. King. Seven. I was thinking of um, five, four, yeah. three, two, one. Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't recall the king being in that song. I want to be a mighty king, so enemies beware. Okay, got it, but it was more than 10 seconds. So I'm. I'm I know, but I mean, but is it really? It kind of was. I don't know if your counting was really on point with the second. My counting is on. I, I'm a metronome. I've, I've got a delay. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm working on. Oh, come on. All right, well, you know what? Because I love that song, we'll give it to Nine. you. Bye, honey. Okay. All right, not bad. But now let's talk what about. Pardon me. I must get a prize now. You get virtual hugs. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, don't pretend like that's not a beautiful thing. Come on, virtual hugs from Artie. 
Thank you. Receive them. Receive them. <laughs> now let's talk about some other music that you've done with other artists. Um, last year, as you mentioned, you went on tour with Marabou State. Tell us a little bit about that experience. It was great. It was amazing. I got to, I mean, I traveled America the year before mm. George Fitzgerald. This was a longer tour yeah. and we had a bit more time to kind of explore different parts that like we went walking mm. in uh, where did we go now it's all like different parts of of california yeah uh, we went hiking one place and then i went to georgia o'keefe's art museum because i'm a little bit of a geek like that in um that's cool Bay. um and that was like so i hadn't actually toured them before the america okay. tour so that was kind of quite daunting but yeah. exciting time because we only had like a couple of rehearsals before we had to fly out so literally the gigs were kind of wow i was kind of winging it <laughs> in a way that it was exhilarating and it was like this is what i do music for that's yeah. music is being in the moment like mm -hmm. that's what you love about doing yeah. things live so it's kind of nice that we kind of gelled together over that period of of touring sure um, and it was just they're, they're such lovely guys and mm. we had so many different adventures and jokes yeah and, yeah what, what was some what have would have been some of the more memorable places that you've been to on while touring well, my mind's gone blank now went mm -hmm. to australia oh. and b that was really fun that was the only time i've been to australia it's awesome um, and playing in New York at Web in Webster Hall was such an experience. Okay. It was towards the end of the Marabou State tour. Yeah. And I think, you know, we were all a little bit tired, but you know, we're still mm. loving what we're doing. Yeah. But there was something in that room. I remember singing and holding one yeah. note. And when I finished that note, yeah. And the crowd applauded, like I just felt this like it was so weird. I felt this wave of like this is why I do it like that yeah. that connection with people yeah um, is quite profound actually wow that's awesome what are some of the harder parts about touring and being away from home not having your whole wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> making your outfits look even more eclectic because you're kind yeah. of like uh -huh. um and just moving from town to town is really nice because every town is different but at the same time you're not really settled yeah um, and yeah. sometimes I mean to be honest I was fine sleeping on the tour bus like yeah. I like sleeping in like moving objects if that oh, makes right. sense okay moving objects, like I <laughs> <laughs> you know I like so it's kind of kind of soothing but that can sometimes be like oh I just really need a bed like a proper bed yeah um, sometimes not always been able to eat mm. what you'd like to eat because I I'm pescatarian and you know there's certain places where it's harder to get kind of more specified foods okay you're having to kind of sometimes you're having chips quite a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's fine. Fine. all right so as well as touring with other artists I know you've also been on bills supporting other artists like with your own stuff and for some pretty 
phenomenal acts, like people I love, Marsha Ambrosius, Anthony Hamilton, people like that. How did those opportunities come about? Otty, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I think um, I, I I feel like it was um, I'm like ah. mm. um, I think mean, it it's just word of mouth really. Pete, I I'd been doing a lot of gigs around that time as well, so mm. different people saw me in different places, and then to be honest with you, Otty, I can't remember. All right, do you know what? Because I've been like somebody who was like who that watches this and go like, no, I like CC in with that guy and I'm like oh. <laughs> well never mind that I what I really want to know about and what I want you to tell the people about is your encounter with Raphael Sadiq now how did this because I've heard this story before which is nuts so you did BBs for him one time but I'm yeah. sure you remember how that opportunity came around I did so come I on did. tell tell the people what happened with Raphael Sadiq it was around the time of his album Gospel Delic, and I had battered that album. Like I played, <laughs> I'm sure all my sisters and my mum were like, "Is she gonna like give it a rest? Should we kind of break it when she's mm. gone out?" <laughs> um, and he was playing in jazz cafe. Yeah, and he was coming to town, and I was like, "I have to see him. Like, mm. I have to see him. Like it's like I've been with him like every day." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I have to go to Jazz Cafe. Mm. And my sister and I went down there and he was singing. And then there's a song that he has called Sky Can You Feel Me? It's like, never felt this way before. Beautiful song. So he started. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is the, that song. That is the coldest song. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he started singing, and I remember I was like near the front, and it's like the same thing that I come back to about why you do it and like how I feel. Music is something that's like a part of my hmm. DNA. Yeah, it sound cliche. I'm mm. rhyming anyway. <laughs> Come on. You know, um, and I just started singing from the crowd. So I was like, because I knew that song. Yeah. Like, we were singing from up above. And I was just singing it. And then he was singing. And he's like, and I think on the mic, he said, who's singing? He's like, who's singing? And I remember my knees, like, they were like, jelly. <laughs> How I was holding myself up and I was still singing this song. And then I think some people pointed to me and he put the mic down yeah. and then I just sang and I just sang and I just sang. And I, I don't know, I've never seen that clip. Like I hope that somebody recorded it, but yeah. I just remember just nothing was in my head apart from just sing that damn song. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sing that song, you know, <laughs> just sing that song and just feel it and just yeah. sing it. And I remember people were like, you know, ah, going nuts. And then after that show, I was, you know, like the show had finished and his tour manager said, oh, he'd like to meet you. So mm -hmm. they came back to the crowd and got us out the crowd and I met Raphael Sadiq and Mad. it was like 
amazing. And then when he came back to London to do another performance, then I sang EVs with him. That's crazy. That is so yeah. crazy. What? It's crazy. You just never know. You, you really never know. You really God. don't know. You just got to stay ready in this game, huh? Yeah, stay ready. Stay ready. That's awesome. So tell me, B, who or what inspires you? Who inspires me? Um, well, Raphael Sadiq inspires me. Yeah. Um, I love Bjork and how she writes and her the way she sings. It's just, it's very unique and it really feels like it's, coming from her you know what I mean yeah um I love Jeff Buckley and he his vocals are insane yeah I love Bob Marley come on you know, he's just one of the greatest to yeah. be honest um it's yeah. by Stevie Wonder I love this band called The Slits um and yeah just loads of different music I'm inspired by so your, your inspirations are about as eclectic as your fashion sense. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, that takes us to our next game, Obi. Right. So we're going to, because we're, we're almost to the end, but I'm not letting you go without having another quick game. So this is just a quick fire round, just so that we can all get to know you a little bit better. I'm going to give you two options. And very quickly, you just got to say the first one that comes to mind that you believe is your answer. All right. So you ready? Um, melody or harmony? Oh, come on. Both. No, can't choose both. One of them. Well, probably got to go with the melody then. All right, cool. It's just how to use the <laughs> So you can't overthink this, B. That's the point. They're both great things, but you can only choose one. Okay, melody, melody. All right. Beat or lyrics? Beat. All right. Festival or intimate gig? Intimate gig. Okay. <laughs> but really like, I mean, they, they, they offer different things, you know what I mean? I know this. That's why I asked you the question, B. You're bad at this game. <laughs> All right, next one. Guitar or piano? Oh, Otty, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I mean, I'm holding the guitar. I and know. They do have fingers, so I'm going to say guitar. All right. Black and white photos or color photos? Black and white. I thought so. That's what I would have guessed just looking at your Insta. You seem to like the black and white age. I like it. Better paid gig or better gig? better gig yeah indeed the real the, the, yeah i'll leave it at that i like it yeah. last yeah, one then yeah. tattoo or piercing tattoo all right okay how many tattoos do you have i don't know like 21 jeez wow <laughs> so, like you're from wakanda or something <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is me. pardon me i said your secrets are safe with me and I've got a little key lock, a little lock. Can you oh, see it? I see. Which is your favorite? My favorite would be 
the magician's hand. All right. Uh, just to remind me that, you know, I can do anything that I put my mind to. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Tell me, what are you listening to right now? I'm actually listening to Ravel City. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Oh my gosh. No, I am. Um, his last album called Jimmy Lee that was released. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother that passed. Which is your favorite record of his? Gospel Delic, but I do like when he did Lucy Pearl. Wasn't that in instant vintage though? Yeah. How can you feel me? Yeah, instant. Sorry, I said Gospel Delic's instant yeah. vintage. Yeah, uh, it is instant vintage, but I have, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a great album. Then, of course, the stuff he's featured on with others, Lucy Pearl was nuts. Yeah. Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony, crazy. Like, Raphael Zadik is one of the one of the greats in the game. Definitely. B, how do you listen to your music today? Because I feel like music has changed a lot. And going back to the times you were, you were telling us about this Raphael Zadik story, I felt like that was the time you would get an album and you would just rinse the album. But now... Things are very much singles, playlists, things like that. But how do you listen to your music generally? Um, I kind of kind of listen to different songs, to be honest. I, mean, I do make okay. my own playlist, but yeah. I have been trying to listen to albums in its entirety yeah. and go yeah. back to that kind of mm. way of listening to things because I think that you get to gain more insight of that artist through doing that. Like there's something that you get from listening to their whole album and just yeah. one song. It's For just sure. like getting to know somebody. You can't just base your judgment on one thing. Exactly. I mean, Imagine if I did that the first time I met you. You did that to me. I didn't do that to you. I'm saying, but I said, imagine if I did. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. We wouldn't be having this conversation now. <laughs> no, that's great. And so tell us, what would be your dream gig? My dream gig yeah. would be to play my own set at the at Glastonbury. At Glastonbury. The main stages. Okay. That would be, that would be amazing. Well, just keep, just keep looking at that tattoo of that magic pen. Yeah. And believe that it's going to happen because I certainly do. Why not? It will. It will. The last thing I want to ask you, um, I want to just quickly touch on the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which you obviously brought up a bit earlier. And I bring it up only because if I remember right, you were at some of the protests which were happening in, in London at the time. I feel like I, I saw some images of yeah, you. Yeah, I was that one. Yeah, I was that one. Yeah. So what, I mean, what, are your thoughts on the whole movement? What kind of prompted you to, to go and to be part of it? Well, being a black woman, mm. um, I've experienced, I've had experiences because of being a black woman. Mm. And I think at that time as well, it just became so overwhelming and even more clear that there needs to be some kind of change yeah. in order to get true harmony of mm. the world that we all live in. Yeah. 
um, and yeah, I, it, it, it just it's just something that I had to to stand for. I think it's been it's been an incredible season, and and there's just got. I always feel like we have to continue to keep the conversation going. You know what I mean? So anything that I do now, I'm trying to just make sure yeah. that conversation doesn't die down. Um, yeah. Because we need, as you as you rightly say, we need to see that change. And whatever that's going to take, uh, however long it's going to take, we just keep need to, we need to keep pushing forward until um, we can can see the change we want to see. Um, yeah. But before I let you go, B, I want uh, to just give you one quick challenge as well, which again, I think you could be great for. This is obviously season one of Stage Left. It's coming towards the end of it. We only have another couple episodes before it's done, but I'm already thinking ahead towards season two. Now, one of the things that I wanted for season two was to have a jingle uh, for Stage Left. So I thought, you know what, why not ask some of these awesome musicians who are coming on season one, if they can quickly on the spot, think of a jingle that we might create into something in time for season two. So stage left is the title. What would the jingle be, do you think? Feel free to pick up the guitar if you want. Any first melody that comes to mind. I don't know. <laughs> it's gotta be. I don't know. <laughs> Pardon don't me. Know. Stage left. Stage left. Hey, that's all good. But Obi Frankie, thank you so much for joining us on the Stage Left podcast. You are a gem and it has been a pleasure having you. Quickly, would you just let the people once again know where they can find you because they're going to need to do that because you are fire. Tell the people. My name is Obi Frankie. That's O-B-I-F-R-A-N-K-Y. And you can find me on Instagram, Obi underscore Frankie. Twitter, Obi underscore Frankie. YouTube, All TikTok, you name um, it, Medea. Spotify, go check it out. You will not be disappointed. And to the listeners, thank you once again for tuning in and being so supportive of the podcast. Do tune in in a week's time again, where we're going to have another super special guest for you to hear all about their musical journey so far. For now, once again, Obi, thank you so much. We want to say yeah. goodbye to you and thank you to all. Stay safe. Check you soon. Peace out. Yeah.